The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And here we are today in another day in the history of the world, and another day in what you choose to be, the person you choose to be, and the hero that you choose to become. Since uh, February or so, I've been doing several shows on the journey of the hero, the hero within, the hero that takes the adventures of leaving home, departing, awakening, and returning. And I've I think today might be the eighth one I've done on the Hero series, and uh, probably be a couple more. I'm not sure just how far we'll go with it, but all of these shows on the Hero are really summaries of the notes that you'll find in my latest manuscript, The Liberating Your Most Beautiful Self. You can get a download for that if you let me know by email, if you like one, and we'll get that all worked out. So today, the Hero is still you. Whether you've departed, left home, left the ordinary behind, or whether you're still thinking about how you want to do that, it's your choice. You get to do that, and no one can choose for you. You do it in your own timing. But when we understand that there's far, far more, vastly more, than we've ever experienced in this three-dimensional reality that we call lifetime, we will begin to understand that we can find more, we can be more, we can become. So I did a few shows on the introduction to all that, quoting Joseph Campbell and George Lucas, because uh, the Star Wars adventures, as I've told you, are all based on Campbell's book, The Hero with the Thousand Faces. The hero has departed. The hero has left the smallness behind. And now... We need to take a deeper look today and next week, perhaps, of the awakening, the initiation into becoming more. As a flower opens in your garden from an enclosed bud of potential beauty, it can only reach the magnificence of its bloom through the process of unfolding. The unfolding mystery, I call it, what will that flower be like? What will you be like as you step into the initiation, the awakening, as you learn more? Maybe you've already done some of that. Maybe you know exactly what that is. Maybe you don't know what the initiation or the awakening for you might be. I guarantee you it's all about the divine within, 
But the beauty is that you get to do it in a special, unique way that nobody else can do. Nobody else is here to do or to be what you are here to show the rest of the world. So wherever you are in the process, celebrate it. The moments of not knowing, celebrate them too because the door is opening. It always does. It always opens at just the right time. This is the hero's journey. The trials along the way, and there are them. Yes, there are. The slaying of the dragon. Uh, yes, there are those dragons. No, not literal dragons, but as in every, every fairy tale or myth, the dragon is some negative reflection of ourself that we can slay along the way. And these are all part of the gifts that we find in giving birth to a new self. What will the colors and patterns of the hero's unique blossom be like? What are your blossoms going to be? How will people appreciate that? The beauty of your blossoming is yet to be seen in the fullest that it can be. No other blossom ever or has been or ever will be just like it. You go look at a bush full of clematis blossoms or a bush of rose blooms or any flower. You compare the flowers with each other. I guarantee you, you will never see two exactly alike. Never. Just like there say there's never two snowflakes just alike, but of course no one's ever tested that. <laughs> That's impossible. But anyway, there are no two people exactly alike. No two flowers, no two leaves, no two of anything. And you too, my friend, are unique. We need you. We need your blossom to make this world more beautiful. And with the opening of each petal, more and more of the flower's fullness comes into our awareness. Yet no lover of flowers appreciates the bud only. Yes, they're beautiful, but rather we delight in the anticipation of what it will be, awaiting the beauty of what is yet to be revealed. A wise person does not rush a flower's blooming, <laughs> neither can we rush the development of consciousness in the human blossoming. We take one day as it comes. We learn from today. We hope for tomorrow. We plan for tomorrow. We claim what we want for today and tomorrow. And as we empty those things within us that keep blocking the receiving of all that we yet will be, we will keep gaining, we will keep learning, awakening and growing. A flower opens beyond the bud stage when it can no longer contain the beauty of what's expanding deep inside. And that's the same with you and me. When we can no longer contain ourselves in the smallness of this world reality, when we can no longer <laughs> be happy with living in the chaos of a crazy world, we can then step into the transcendent awareness of what it is to be fully alive. I've got a lot of notes on that too, and I'll be sharing some of that in the near future, of how we can live a life of above, being above, staying above, well, most of the time anyway, <laughs> uh, the chaos that's all around us. But who are you? How would you describe yourself if you were to do that as completely as possible? The truth is that none of us can fully answer that question. 
because we're not the same person today that we were yesterday. You never meet the same person twice, and no person ever meets the same you two times. Every day, something is more solidified in our thinking and being or something we're letting go of a little bit more. Oh, it's hard to see the gradual subtle changes at times, but we are changing every day. What new self will you present to the world tomorrow? What surprises will you bring to those who thought they knew you? <laughs> I love that way of thinking about who we are and how we're becoming. We can only say that we think we know how far we have come because, as I said, every day change is happening inside us and outside of us, and change cannot be stopped. If there's anything true about all human beings, it's that not one of us is fully conscious of all that we are yet or of what we are becoming. Not one of us, I don't think. So what is consciousness? Who can fully explain that one? No one can do that thoroughly because our best shot at defining consciousness is diminished in proportion to our own understanding of who we are and what the world around us, the universe around us, is truly like. Like I say, we're learning every day. Consciousness is to be fully aware as possible of what those issues are, oh, but consciousness also includes the fact that every day the changes are happening. The factor that limits us or expands us most is how we are open to learning and exploring. When we understand that we are far, far more than just human, as it's been defined for us, only then can we begin to know the multidimensional truth of who we are, what we look like, what we are becoming. Multidimensional you, multidimensional humanity. Are we aware of being aware? Are we conscious of being conscious? Are we aware of being awake? How do we know that we know? Beyond all the mental boxes and the self-constructed, especially the religious compartments of what we believe is real, we will find the fullness of reality that no one can claim to know fully about. We will know that deep inside of ourselves. The only limits that I experience and bump up against are those that I have put on myself. The human paths to consciousness are as varied as the humans themselves, and yet our patterns, though similar, are different all at the same time. Some humans step into higher consciousness easier, more quickly than others. Our beauty, but, however, is never realized in smallness, and yet for some it seems like they're satisfied with just being a bud tightly closed instead of blossoming to the fullest potential. But we all will, that in our own time, in our own way. Sometimes the blossoms drop off, but new blossoms are formed. We are never defeated, never in any way. No one can keep us from blooming, especially ourselves and our biggest enemy or enemies, whoever or whatever that might be. But the conservative mind is so many times the image of rigidity and that desperation that wants to hold on to something it fears that it might lose. What makes the difference? Perhaps the greatest restrictions to, our, to one's blossoming 
is a deep-seated fear that also comes from an attachment to our beliefs. Some people retreat from their potential because they want to remain just like they are, but that is impossible. We have the choice to either be in our self-made prison or go on a vast trek into the mountains all the way to the top and then more. This is our choice in each moment. Fear is the greatest restriction to anyone opening to more beauty, to the beauty of the blossom that is becoming. Embodied beliefs become a prison from which it can be very difficult to escape. To transform our beliefs, one must look for the fear that is within and the fear that has created that belief, for fear always separates us from our beauty. Fear, the fear of losing, that is, always takes us into a self-made prison. We can't do it any other way. We are here. We are alive. We are choosing. To embody the beauty that we hold within as a flower that's yet to open and fully be seen, we must step beyond the fear. We must step beyond all that we are or are not or will not or feeling like we're good enough or not or both, whatever. But allowing our curiosity and love of adventure to overcome the fears are the second only to our passionate choice to not remain less than we can become. It's time for a break. I'll be right back. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And so the hero has left home, or is leaving home, and the mystery is there. What is it that we will understand? What will our awakening be like? 
Initiation, yes, but into what? Well, that is the exciting part of it all. Because whatever it is, we have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. We are not born with fear. Fear is taught to us. It happens to all of us. As humans coming into the world, we're faced with all kinds of choices and voices, and we can allow ourselves to be a reflection of the smallness of those negative voices, or we can choose to awaken. To which voices have we listened so far? In many ways, for many people, life is about choosing only what they want to hear. One's blindness to the fuller dimensions of reality is because their choices to be blind have overcome the choice to not be in that place. Sometimes parents or other voices have been so repetitive and strong that we've had little to choose from, it seems. But fear and smallness always produce conflict and battle and greed, selfishness, and a seeking to that ever-elusive safety that we'll never ever find on the pathway of fear. Fear is nothing more than hiding in our chosen beliefs while desperately needing to feel that we're right. <laughs> Usually, in the religious mind, it's to be right in the sight of some god, some god that's been made up by men. We are born to become much more than slaves to any human fabricated god. The divine is within you. And that is not enslavement. That is cooperation. That's empowerment. I'll say more about that later. So beyond all the external voices, our inner voice invites us to tune in and turn on and to see who it is that we truly will become. And yes, we've been taught a lot of negativity by religion. I won't go into that today, but the theology of religion teaches that we're separate. Separate from the source of our life. That, my friends, is not true, and you heard me talk about that, so I won't bore you with that today, except to say that beliefs always keep us in a smaller place than the adventures of growing and becoming. Beyond those beliefs, we can experience ourselves as a vital part of the unfolding universe, and we can see that and we can believe that, or we can see ourselves as separate and not important at all. What do you choose? I choose to be a part of life. I choose to live being fully alive. And in all the trials and the tests and the losses that we experience, yes, they are real. And yes, they are always presenting us with insights to learn and to grow. The toughest insights or the, I mean, the toughest experiences, rather, always hold vital insights if we see that they're there and choose to understand them. But it's in the wisdom of uncertainty that we find the key to our future knowing. The degree of, shall we say, conscious consciousness that we choose will determine whether we come to know our purpose for being here on the planet or not. We are born to contribute. You came here to contribute. Do you remember? We can be a model of inclusion and making peace, or we can behave like those steeped in the fears of change. Believing we're separate from all others, we contribute to strife and conflict and exclusion, 
and a whole lot more. But to which voice will we listen? The choice to define ourselves is always our choice. Everything around us are, is opportunity to make another choice. Do we foolishly think we can live in harmony with those who are just like ourselves? No, of course not. We're different from every other person in some way or some ways. And that's okay. But how do we decide if someone's close enough to what we are to be included in our same-as-me list? Well, we don't have to worry about that. We have the beauty of adventure right before us. Who is that person? Wow, wonder what they think about this or that. And we have the beauty of being able to have a relationship, and that relationship includes the explorations of who we are and who they are. And that is so vastly important. Some will always be closer to us, and that's important. Some will never be, and that's okay. But you know, we have lived in separation from other humans far too long. The bleak history of war on this planet is testimony to our failure to see each other as part of ourselves. If the skin is a bit different color, or they have a little different language, or a different accent, or whatever else, they live in a strange country, what is that? They are also the divine in human form. They are. And I must wake up. I must recognize that. I will not be a crazy politician that wants to deport this one and shun that one and keep this one out and blah, 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 blah. I will not. We know each other. We are only capable of becoming fully aware of our divinity as we include others in that divine energy. And so, differences, I say, provide us with opportunities to grow. And that is exactly where we need to be. We grow in consciousness as we awaken. We realize we're not the only ones who are awake, but we also look around us and find that there are a lot of people asleep. So, what do we do about that? Do we condemn them? No. We just keep staying awake and being more and more awake and encourage them when we can to awaken to the, to the beauty of themselves too. Yes, in all of this we are one. Unity must overcome separation. How do we do that? Well, we do it by choice. We don't do it in any other way. Unity has to overcome if strife and war is going, are going to cease. Honoring each other's awakening and loving each other by choosing to overcome ignorance is the path to a community of conscious awareness and sharing life together, not in independence. No, America got that one wrong. It's interdependence. Not me, 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 but we, we, we. To live in connection with others amidst the sheer craziness of today's selfish society is a challenge of greater difficulty than I think it has maybe ever been. The human needs to realize the power of myth, the power of the story, like, like Campbell's hero with a thousand faces, if we're going to relate and, ex and establish human connections. Joseph Campbell said in the book Myths to Live By, and I quote, this recognition 
of mortality, and the requirement to transcend it is the first great impulse to mythology. And along with this there runs another realization, he said, namely that the social group into which one individual has been born, which nourishes and protects him, and which for the greater part of his life he must himself help to nourish and protect, it was flourishing long before his own birth and will remain when he is gone. That is to say, Campbell goes on, not only does the individual member of our species conscious of himself as such, face death, but he confronts also the necessity to adapt himself to whatever order of life may happen to be of the community into which he's been born, this being an order of the life superorganism into which we must allow, he must allow himself to be absorbed, and, Campbell says, through participation in which he will come to know the life that transcends death. Uh, it's complicated in some ways, and Campbell's not easy to read sometimes nor to understand, but what I see and what he said is what I've written and what I mentioned a few minutes ago called Living Above the Chaos, Living in the Transcendent Awareness of the Divine Within. Chaos, what is that? Chaos is feeling conflicted and diminished in an unconscious participation in the negative energies of human actions and interactions stuck in the finite. Transcendent? I define it as crossing the threshold of the ordinary and stepping into what is above and beyond the energies of being confined in smallness, living in the unfolding story of the myths and metaphors of our lives. And in that, I'll share it with you down the road, are seven principles, I call it, seven principles of transcendent awareness. Number one, gratitude, living above aloneness. Number two is surrender, opening to more than ever before. Surrender is not giving up, not ever. Three, cooperation, beyond manifesting physical things to an eternal focus. That is the key. Four, curiosity, going deeper into reality. Five is expectation, the fear or beyond the fear of losing, which Yoda said in Star Wars, the fear of losing will take you to the dark side. Darth Vader did that, and we all know what happened. Number six, purpose, experiencing your destiny now, not later, but now, and more later and more, but knowing it now and seeing it develop. Seven, celebration, the sheer delights of being fully alive. And so all of those issues are important to us. We need to just be aware that life is vastly more important than anything we've ever seen yet. We must learn to see through and beyond all differences between me and you. We must move back to an experience of community and interrelations with all others. The eye has to replace, the eye, when it's replaced, becomes we, and we must see that I never can replace the we. Yes, the eye is important, and the we is important. It's never one or the other, it is both. And the most important issue in the hero's journey, the awakening to meaning and purpose of life and purpose in living, 
we find that to the fullest in the hero's awakening to the we, beyond just me, but yet focusing on me so I can become an important contribution to the we. It's all very important. Then the hero returns later to serve, to speak the truth about his awakening. That awakening always replaces the small me and steps into the larger we. The hero will be required to retrace his steps into consciousness. And as I said, it's not independence, it's interdependence, wherein we free ourselves and assist others at the same time in the processes of living. It's the energy of living in the we, where every person is free to experience who they are and to become who they choose to be. Experiencing your purpose for being here is vastly important. Do you remember? Oh, we can remember, my friends. Yes, we can. And it's in both the development of the me and the service and the we that we become fully alive. Rugged individualism are, is just simply part of the lies of cheap capitalism. It is a farce. I'm not just here for me, but rather to experience being fully alive. And that, my friends, includes you as well. I'm never fully alive unless it's we. Time for another break. I'll be right back with you. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And so what is the most challenging insight to gain? For me, I think I'm correct in saying that to discover who we truly are is the greatest task. 
to discover the divine within changes everything. I've been working on this for a long time, and I know far more than I knew ten years ago. Far more. And there's more to learn. But I tell you, my friends, it is a vastly wonderful journey. The heart of what Yeshua taught is found in the words, You are the light of the world. Our inherent divinity is that light, according to all of Yeshua's teachings. Yes, it is his message, the Aramaic message of the one the church calls Jesus, but who lived as Yeshua here on the planet. That light is consciousness and oneness. He taught that our essence is divinity. There are no divisions or separations here. We are one, all of us together, divine in human form, here for a temporary human experience on a planet, very small planet, in a vast, vast universe. We are not small, however, even though it seems sometimes we are, depending on what we're comparing ourselves to. But awakening to the reality of the divine within is to move us to higher consciousness, where out of listed ten things, there may be eight, there may be twelve, who cares, but I've got ten here, and that list may grow or shrink tomorrow, but that's okay. The awakening to the divine is, number one, oneness unites us where beliefs have separated us. Number two, the lies of dualism have made us far too small, but we are not small at all. Number three, divine diversity is the hologram of the universe within us. Number four, awakening to the divine within also awakens us to the divine in other people. It can't work any other way. Number five, honoring diversity is to honor the divine within every person. Six, to be united in divine diversity is to rise above all separations. In that, we can learn to celebrate our differences as divine expressions here on the planet. Number seven, divine diversity takes us beyond all comparisons that result in seeing better than or worse than. Instead, it brings us together. Number eight, differences and diversity can become what unites us because we learn that each other's gifts and insights are very important if we ourselves are going to be more complete. Number nine, we includes all life forms here on the planet or anywhere else in the vast universe. We are not the only life forms in the universe. I know that there are extraterrestrial beings, extraterrestrial life forms. They also are part of the divine. It can't be another way. So however you, whatever you think about that subject, I'll leave that with you. But this universe is far too vast for human beings on just one little planet to be the only life anywhere out there. Number 10, wholeness and consciousness are the foundations for living in an unfolding mystery of discovering divinity everywhere, not just in our own backyard. So creating peace in the midst of differences is one of the greatest tasks for the hero to awaken to, to awaken here and to change all that while the hero is still on the planet. We have not done a good job here on this planet Earth of doing that, of overcoming and creating peace in the midst of differences, and yet there's more efforts at doing this today than ever before. And we've come a long way, and yet 
we have a ways to go. So what are we going to do about this? What are we going to choose? How are we going to become the beauty that we have not yet become? There will be no peace externally until we first find it inside. The vast oneness of divine diversity includes all others in love and healing, compassion, empathy, caring, sharing, supporting, and encouraging each other to unfold the petals of their blossom magnificently right here and right now. I will never see your beauty until I see mine too. As flowers open, we encounter and experience endless diversity, and that diversity is the sheer beauty of the vast universe. We must learn that seeing others' beauty is essential to seeing our own. We are mirrors for each other. Let's not be afraid to look. So I would ask you to sit down for a moment and feel the energy that you think you would experience as you watch a magnificent flower opening before you. Can you feel the peace, the harmony? Can you feel the calm and centered experience of being awake to beauty? And know this, no flower ever blooms for itself. No flower says, gee, how do I look? <laughs> no, the flower just blooms and contributes beauty. Know that this is very the same very energy that, that is required of us to blossom and become beautiful and to see others' beauty as well. Sometimes a person's differences can be just like a different flower, beautiful just as beautiful. No comparison, just enjoy the beauty of the difference. It all flows together in the beauty of diversity and we can do that if we choose. I remember years ago going back for a moment talking about you know the divinity shining and what it is and where it's at. Oh my, back in the years when I was a kid Sunday school, ha, we used to sing a little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Wow, I remember that song. <laughs> and yet the words we sang in Sunday school were sounded good, but it was a false premise, at least that came to my awareness one day, to understand after years of frustration with dogma and theology, no, this little light of mine was not something that I got because of dogma. Yeshua said, you are the light of the world. The problem was I saw my little light as far too small and insignificant. I was not yet the light that I have become and will become. My little light was all but snuffed out by shame and guilt and smallness. The damnation strategy, as I call it, the physical abuse, all that I experienced, that I had to hide my light for many years because of the fear and the pain. There was no way I could let my light shine because Yeshua said, don't hide your light under a basket or a bushel, as it says, but put it up on a lampstand for all to see and benefit from it. Let your light shine so people can see. What he said in the Aramaic was not so you can see your good works, as the so-called Bible says, but so that people can see your divinity shining and honor the divine in themselves as well. That's what he said. Now that's a switch. Inside my goodness, <laughs> oh, the church said it was filthy rags. <laughs> oh my, 
How do I honor that instead of the divine within? No, I knew one day. No, I am not filthy rags. The best that I can do is not garbage. Thank you very much, but you are lying to me, and I will take it no longer. And so I knew it was missing something. And what did I choose? Yeshua said that the divine is our choice if we go within. So I learned to overcome all that. Yes, my little light has changed. I wouldn't be here on Voice America Talk Radio if I still thought my light was small. Am I bragging? Nope, I'm just absolutely excited, absolutely appreciative and grateful. Wow, what a chance to share with others. And so, I am the light. You are the light. When he said that, he wasn't referring to people that follow some religion. No, he said, the light within you is the essence of the divine itself. And you, when you see that clearly, your whole body becomes filled with light. And he said, then be careful that your light doesn't become covered over with darkness. And no, <laughs> that's not some kind of shame or wickedness or nonsense that the religion teaches. No. In fact, what it is, and he was very clear about this, what covers our light is the lies that we believe. And so we choose to not let our light shine. So we stop believing the lies, and that is the greatest challenge for this radio show, beyond religion, beyond the lies of smallness, your life is waiting for you to choose the beauty, the passion, the gifts that you are. Divine light within is your divinity shining. There are no clearer words, and when our eye, our consciousness is clear, we see and understand that we are filled with light. No, goodbye darkness, we'll see you later. Whoops, except the human shadow. And that's the beautiful thing I've spoken about many times. The darkness within is a gift. The darkness within, the shadow, the human shadow, is a gold mine of discovery, a gold mine of opportunity to see and learn and transform and choose the opposite energies of what has kept us small. So. Let the shadow be there, and yet transform it and uncover it, and let the shadow be gone. It's our, that's our task. That is what the hero learns about on his awakening, her awakening. That's what she and he come to understand, that the initiation is immense and powerful and beautiful, not easy, and yet vastly rewarding, vastly rewarding as we step into far more than we've ever thought we could be. Your divinity is the, what the hero discovers. Your sacred self, your highest good, shall we call it, or your greatest light are all part of the shining divinity within. And as we learn to uncover it by choosing, I will not believe that lie anymore. I'll not believe that one either, nor that one. I will discover and know the truth. That's what I'm here to do. That is the journey and the gift for the hero. So my friends, how is that hero in you? How is it doing today? It's there. How is it growing? What is it becoming more aware of? And as Yeshua said again, the words I am are far more than just I am. 
What he said was in the Aramaic, when you understand that the greater I am is within you, the smaller I am. This is the best way to understand the divine within on our path back home. And as I've said many times, yes, my friends, we're human, we're here, we're on a temporary journey, and we're here to walk our, this pathway all the way back home. And we are. We need each other, hand in hand, as we walk our path. Though we live in many ways differently, that's okay. But in reality, one thing is true, one thing more than anything else, and that is that on our path back home, Someone has left the light on for us. The divine has left on the, the light for us, and that light is deep inside. Time for a break. I'll be right back with you. The Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we have just a few minutes left today, but uh, I will take just a little more time to share about the magnificence of all that's awaiting us and next week I'll talk more about what is awaiting in the that initiation of that adventure and not sure just where I'll conclude that but I'll know later and then I want to have, have some time to talk later about the the test on the way the, on the return as Campbell talks about that that every hero once they have ex- experienced the initiation the awakening that there is a test on the way back home to share the message, a test that must be passed. And that will vary, of course, for each one of us. And that's okay. It's not negative. Oh, it sounds a bit like that. I don't mean that at all. I've just been through that. And I've shared some of that with you. And I just have been through 
the most difficult test I've ever been through in my life. And yet, you know, I've passed the test. I know it. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just grateful. I know that through all that adventure of gaining and losing, that I have passed the test of being able to stay steady in confidence of the divine within and looking forward to sharing more with people as I can, both here in our writing and workshops in the Arizona desert, the high desert, the beautiful part of the desert, will be coming up before too long. I want to share this beauty of the awakening, the living above the chaos, the transcendent awareness, the divine within, the hero's journey, all of that. I want to share it with weekend retreats and maybe longer for some, for vision quests and other things. I will be doing it not too far from Tucson. And I invite all of you to think about coming at some point and joining in with us on the Aramaic Adventure weekends. So anyway, right now back to a little bit more about the initiation that the hero faces. Smallness is a result of lies. We know that. But what is it that we can celebrate? We celebrate knowing and experiencing who we are. And that is the divine and human form, each and every one of us, learning to know that, stepping into it, living it, and the adventures of contributing to the beauty of life everywhere. We need that so much today. Every time I see a picture of a starving child somewhere else in the world, I wish I could go and feed them. I wish I could. That's not my task, but I wish I could. Every time I see someone asleep, languishing in the lies of predatory capitalism, languishing in the lies of religious beliefs, languishing here and there because of smallness. I want to help. I want to contribute something beautiful to their life. So I'm doing my best, and I hope that I can keep growing in that adventure. I know I will. Beyond understanding and experiencing our inherent divinity, as well as all the qualities and the expression, shall we say, the strength to be all that we choose to be, and yet there is even more I say awe-inspiring events to come, empowering events to come that are beautiful, real, tangible connections with the divine itself, experiences that you will know and feel and understand and hold on to, knowing they were real for the rest of your life. In an ancient text called Perfect Mind, thunder speaks, the voice of Hokama, the ancient divine feminine, one of the most powerful voices I have ever encountered. You'll find that on my website on the very first page of letting go of all illusions, the end of guilt, shame, and remorse. And so I've written about that, and what I know is what she said, that ancient wisdom. She says this, I am found by those who look for me. Ah, remember playing hide-and-seek as kids? It's the same thing. Only the divine is not hiding. It's just that we have been lied to. It's easy to find once we know what we're looking for. And once we know where to look, 
<laughs> if we know where someone is, it's not hard to find them. I remember one day in a hot air balloon ride, we were flying over the countryside slowly and silently and looked down over this place where some kids were playing. And well, these kids were playing hide and seek. And I could see one kid over behind a, a, a car and the other kid was looking for them. And I'm sure that that kid, both those kids wondered what in the world ever happened that day. And I probably shouldn't have done what I did, but it was funny, I thought at the time. As we flew over, very close to them, I said to the one kid, he's over here behind the car. <laughs> and that kid looked up like, oh no, where did you come from? And yet, it's funny in the sense that once we know where someone is, we know where to find them. When we know where the divine is, we know where to find it. And then we begin the most magnificent journey ever. But little did I realize, at that point, I was beginning my own quest for spiritual identity. My own quest that was going to take how much time? I didn't know. But it's okay. It really takes the rest of our lives in some way. And it depends on which category we're talking about. It's okay. It's, you're okay just where you are. Don't compare and don't ever find yourself falling short. You are okay. You are beautiful right where you are. Keep growing. Keep seeking and keep finding. So little did I realize on that day that I began to know where to look, what was going to unfold for me. And I'm going to share something with you that I haven't shared with very many, but it's something I experienced a few years ago. As I awoke one morning, I laid in bed preparing to get up and start the day, and suddenly there appeared right next to my bed, one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen. And I wasn't afraid at all. It was a feminine face, a remarkably powerful face draped with the radiance of intense peace and the most powerful, loving face I've ever seen. And I can still, today, years later, I can feel the presence of that face. It was just a face, and yet I knew it was a personal visitation for me. The divine in all kinds of forms can come to us. And I knew in that moment, fully awake and fully aware, the comforting message that came with no spoken words, but I could hear deep inside. She said, I am with you. And with that, the face faded away, but that presence has stayed with me. A few months later, I was sitting on my deck, reading a book in preparation for writing my first book, the one that's now called Liberating Jesus from Christianity. And I began, as I sat there, I began to feel like I'm not alone. And I live by myself in a quiet place in the country. There's nobody around. And yet, I knew suddenly that I was not alone. And as I sat there in that awareness, it grew and grew until once again I knew I was being visited by some divine presence. In those moments, I felt the most powerful, loving energy. It was all around me, and it was within me all at the same time. Everything I knew in that moment was permeated with love and peace and delight and more in ways that I still can't describe with words. I knew it was a divine experience. This has happened over and over in my experience, and each time that something happens, 
I know I'm learning more. So, my friends, you too, expect the unexpected. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.